Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of TXR. A great way to kick back, relax, and end off the week right and start the next one off on the right foot. I'm your host, the ever-charming Invader, and we've got a really packed show for you. But before we begin, I'd like to let everyone know about our giveaway. We're giving away an Exa 7.1 surround sound gaming headset. There's a link provided in the description on how to enter and ways to participate. So definitely share that out around. And without further delay, let's start to introduce our panel of badassery. Jeremy the Epic Downer, how's it going, bud? You said exciting, but it's really not exciting yet. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dang, man, so you took down. your downer pills a, so down. a little early, huh? What you should have said is that it's not exciting yet. That's what you should have said. Okay, well, I'll learn. I'll learn as we go along. I'm sorry, Jeremy, that I don't live up to your expectations. Oh, my God. <laughs> but how are you doing, my friend? Doing good, bud. How are you doing in Canada? Um, I'm in the middle <laughs> of a snowstorm right now with a 100-kilometer... Uh, winds, so it's kind of interesting at the moment. <laughs> it's beautiful in California right now. I mean, you got some nice weather. Well, please share that with me. I could really use it right now. <laughs> well, it's 60 degrees, and today was very sunny. No I'm... clouds whatsoever. We had a lot of rain recently, but it was good. We need the rain. Bring the rain. <laughs> well, us in the Northeast could really use that weather right about now. I think we'll take anything at this moment, right, Tim? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rain now, but it better be sunny in June. That's all that matters. Rain. Rainy Cali. I'll take it. Megatron, how's things at your end, bud? What's going on, everybody? Uh, I'm feeling a hell of a lot better than I did last week. I still got a little bit of a cough, but uh, I'm ready to get the show started and um, talk about a bunch of stuff. I think yes, your, son, your, your son wants to take your place over there, buddy. I think oh, you guys hear that, huh? He's actually more <laughs> he's actually more talkative than you are. You should bring him on. That's little Willow, I think. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Tim, how are you doing, bud? How are you guys doing? Happy to be here. Another week, mm -hmm. another TXR. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. It's going to be uh, pretty uh, deep topics. Yeah, after our talk last week, there was just a slew of things. And uh, just to let everyone know, uh, South is running a bit delayed at the moment. He uh, decided to head northbound instead of south. But uh, hey, we'll see him <laughs> soon. <laughs> and uh, Agent Bartram is not around at the moment. But hey, he'll be back soon before you know it. But anyways, on to our first topic. And let's see. So... A little while ago, we were discussing the possibility of Xbox Live services on the Nintendo Switch. And now there's rumors swirling about Microsoft working with Nintendo to bring games and services to the Switch. We got sources saying that Ori and the Blind Forest will make its way to the Switch. And then following this, Microsoft will release an Xbox app on the Switch. And, hey, it'll allow Game Pass services. And really, not much known is really known at this point. But it's suggested that this would be through the xCloud streaming service. Guys, what do you think about this? 
could Microsoft and Nintendo be like really this close to making this Let's happen? Let's make it happen. Make it happen, man. A guy like myself working all those hours, 10, 15 hours a day, I would love to be able to play my Xbox games on my Nintendo Switch because I don't really play it that much. I've had my Switch, I guess, since launch, and I haven't played it in quite a while. It's been at least eight months since I wow. touched the thing. So now I have a reason. I mean, there's plenty of content on the Switch, of course, but just I would love to be able to play my stuff on the go. And the Switch, I think, is kind of a great platform to be able to do that on, Yeah, and amongst I, other things. If, uh, <laughs> if there's one thing that Nintendo does well, obviously, it's the first party, uh, but it's lack of third-party support. So if you look at the trend with like other systems, prior systems, with the Wii and the Wii U and now with the Switch, the uh, you know nintendo has really had a lackluster third-party support or lineup i should say and that's basically what hurt nintendo over the over the years um so i don't know about the the app's gonna come i think the app's gonna come as far as game pass uh being a thing on nintendo i don't think so i mean that's just my opinion but um Again, you don't you don't you won't see a traditional Xbox Live functionality running on the Switch. Uh, but I think what you most likely would see was probably like a Minecraft type Xbox Live function where you sign in to your actual you know, you sign into the game that you're using, whether it's Gears of War. I'm just throwing it out there, Gears of War. I still think Sea of Thieves could be seen on the on the Switch one day. That's I'm just throwing it out there, but I think Sea of Thieves could be a thing later on down the line with the Switch. Um, and I think eventually you're going to see older titles and games coming to Switch. Um, I think um, the current Switch uh, needs to be uh, needs to be boosted a little bit. Obviously, the infrastructure is not there. What I mean by that is, you know, faster bandwidth speed, um, uh, capabilities, I mean, um, the Nintendo online service needs to be vastly, you know, greatly upgraded, faster processor, et cetera, et cetera. And just an overall more powerful system. I think uh, Nintendo needs that. Um, I think it's going to be easy for Nintendo to transition into like, you know, they're they were, they were talking about uh, Nintendo Switch Pro. Uh, I don't know if they'll call it that, but I'm just saying uh, just by replacing the actual system. Now, all your controllers and your docking station, everything will be compatible with the Switch. And all you really have to do is just swap it out uh, for a more powerful um, a tablet. Uh, I call it a tablet because that's what it essentially is. Um, and, you know, obviously all your, all your accessories would work on it. But I think Xbox would be the first company to also be a third-party publisher. I really, I really do think so. And I don't really count Nintendo... As a third-party publisher, yeah, it creates mobile games, but um, I, I don't think they're traditionally a traditional third-party publisher. I think Xbox, with Phil wanting to reach 2 billion people, I think you're going to see Xbox be a third-party uh, publisher in the future. Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, I think you're going to also they're going to also create maybe one or two studios that work directly with these ports on these systems so they can create you know one or two people and i'm sorry one or two uh studios uh primarily 
developing those types of games, like the old Gears of War. Obviously, you won't throw all your resources into, um, uh, like, um, uh, you know, rare making. See if the, you know, you'd have somebody else uh, do the port to that to that game. So I think that's more feasible than, you know, some of the heavier like the Coalition creating a Gears game. Right. You're gonna see one or two studios create those those uh, those back games. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to happen. Well, it's interesting that Microsoft would be the one. I mean, according to the rumor, anyways, that Microsoft would go this route. You would think that a com- companies like Google or Amazon would be more approaching Nintendo about this. So it's interesting that you got a console maker like Microsoft, who you know they're in competition with Nintendo and Sony, that they're go that they're in talks and are so close to Nintendo with this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if they are, I mean, is it is it confirmed that they're in talks with them, or is it just a rumor right now, Tim? Uh, honestly, this has been rumored for a long time, but yeah, um, I, this is going to happen. I think it's pretty. I think this week, the first thing that that came out was there was a panel uh, at GDC labeled crossplay between. Xbox, PC, mobile, iOS, Android, and the Switch. Now, that was taken down because people started speculating, what does this mean? Myself included, I didn't know what this means. Now, the latest uh, round of Switch, which I think comes from uh, another cupcake, not Doc Cupcake, but Doc Robertson (laughs) Cupcake, Uh stuff like that. And what he's saying is is that... um, uh, Game Pass is going to come to the Switch, um, which uh, that's the one that I have a question mark about. Ori in the Blind Forest, a native game that's going to be made by a third-party developer. It's not going to be made by Moon Studios. It's another one. And a couple of older indie games will be, will be ported over, like uh, Cuphead, to the Switch. That's all true. So I'm going to say it's 99% going to happen. Um, I really feel confident that that's going to happen. Uh, the Game Pass thing, that's a question mark. Uh, what this tells me is, is that Game Pass is going to be, um, you're going to have xCloud attached to your Game Pass uh, subscription. What that means is is that you'll pay $10.99 for uh, Game Pass a month or two hundred and ten over a year. Uh, what that includes is, is all your Game Pass games, and you can play them via, you know, uh, whatever whatever device you want. And that will include the Switch. So, Sea of Thieves, you mentioned, that's in the game catalog of Game Pass. Uh, I think that you're going to be able to play it. Now, I don't know if you're going to get full X Cloud on the um, Switch because right. games like call of duty let's say i mean it's pretty crazy but you know they'll be getting call of duty via xbox and it'll have voice functionality and chat functionality all in involved how is that going to break down when they're when they're calling with cell phones right now or that the way they tell you to chat is some crazy antiquated way right but um, it could be that that Xbox is that's where Xbox is is giving them a benefit where they can let them play third party, uh, play games like Call of Duty. But my my guess is it's going to be X Cloud uh, in combination with Game Pass. So that's not going to be the whole X Cloud. It's not going to be on Switch, just Game Pass. 
um, with that xCloud functionality. So you could play Sea of Thieves on the Switch. You could play uh, certain games um, via the xCloud. Uh, it, it's This is very crazy stuff. I mean, to even think about how it would work or um, is it being built in? Uh, yeah, I do think that this is all being worked on. And uh, this is, uh, I, to be honest, when I saw the when I saw it all come up this week, I thought that the reaction would be very bad. Um, but what I saw was, it was kind of weird, was a lot of people are interested in it. They're like, hey, you know, this is just another way to play my, my games. And people are saying, oh, well, you lose all your exclusives. Um, not really. You're just having a way to play your uh, your exclusive digital content that you own on another yeah. device. For yeah. me, I have a Switch. I haven't touched a Switch. I have it. Yeah. I will just probably like I will probably use it if if I can, you know, play a couple of uh, games on the run. Yeah. Um, and it might actually make me buy more Nintendo stuff because I'm on the on the thing. So it works out for both Nintendo and and Xbox. I really think. Uh, Xbox has went across the aisle here, and yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. They they're gonna go in there with uh, Nintendo. I think this is all true. Now, uh, there as long as they make, as I made this clear, as long as they make games ex- for Xbox, and they um, and the, that they're doing with the thirteen studios, and I want to see that grow even the studios more now because of this news and. You make consoles, you're in with me because I like the experience of what Xbox brings, and I like the setup, and that that for me that's perfect. But if you can't it makes make, me wonder though, like if Nintendo is coming out with another console, there rumors of them coming out with another handheld. Well, console? supposedly it's just a. Uh, Nintendo's notorious. They'll they'll just make a little bit of a screen change, and it's really the same system. Does a couple of things, but I heard it's going to be an OLED screen on the new Switch. It, it needs. I just it. want to know if like they're going to make something where it's easier, where they can you know connect. You know, Xbox Live integrates easier with it. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's all going to work. That's a good question. I mean, what? How does it work? Does anybody on the panel know how it works right now? Yeah, so all you do is like if you're saying if you're playing Minecraft right now, are you talking about the Nintendo Online? Or are you talking let's about? Let's say I want to play Call of Duty. Let's let's pretend that X Cloud is on the Switch. Or no, just pretend that you want to play a Nintendo game with your friend on Go Multiplayer on it. How does it work? Minecraft. You want to play Switch? Uh, Minecraft on the Switch, and yeah, you want to want to talk, and you, and how does that work? Well, when you log on to Nintendo Online, it asks you if you want to create like a um, there's like a little link or a button where you where you click online and you can part in. You can it's only in game. You can't really party chat with friends. I haven't used it in a while, so it could have updated and and added that functionality to it. But it's only in game. You can't you can't do it outside the the game. Right, you can't be on the interfaces. No. You can't be sitting there on the, on on a dashboard and, and somebody else is on the dashboard and still be in the party. Right. Yeah. So, but again, I haven't tried in a while, so I don't know if they updated or integrated that into into the Switch. So I couldn't tell you. All I know is, you know, when I go on the on online and play Splatoon, um, it's you know it's only for specific games. Now, do you use your cell phone, or can you use a headset? Is there an auxiliary? Uh, is there something for a headset on it? Yeah, is so it it's the standard three point five. So you can you can essentially use a headset with your your cell phone. 
So right. that's how I mean that's how it works. So now, would you think that uh, now to access the Game Pass, do you think you'll still need Xbox Live for that? It's a good question too. That this is where my one of my biggest questions is: is well, what's the pricing going to be, and how is this all going to intertwine? Is it going to be able to uh, have Game Pass, and or do I have to have Xbox Live too, or is it um, something where if I just have a, a Game Pass, I can play? I don't know how that. How how is X Cloud going to be tied in? Is X Cloud going to be a separate fee? So you know, could, you know what I think, Tim. I think Xbox Live might be free one day. And think about it. If you're going to be signing on to games like Minecraft or Xbox games, you're going to want the most, uh, you know, the, the most users. So, um, you know, it's they're going to have to create an account, obviously, and go to the, the Microsoft website, uh, create a Microsoft account, and basically create a silver Xbox Live account. And I don't know how everything is going to play out. But I mean, I think it's going to be free eventually. What do you think? You know, it's, it's possible, but that'd be, that'd be very, very aggressive. And I would, I would love to see it. I just don't think that they'll be able to really push away that revenue. I think that they could be really uh, creative with the X cloud and somehow include it with certain services. Yeah. Um, having it as a third pay model is to me is a little uh, risky. Um, because you got me a game pass at this point, they have me solidified a game pass. I'm, I'm in there. I like it. I like the games. Yeah. Um, it gives me crackdown. I still haven't bought, but I bought Exodus because the reason why I didn't buy crackdown was because I have game pass and you know what? I'll buy crackdown, but probably buy crackdown in the, in, in the, in the, uh, you know, uh, the holiday when it's 20 bucks. You know, so there. For me, Game Pass and uh, has has been completely good. Now, I, obviously, you need Xbox Live. Most people, you can buy Xbox Live for forty nine to thirty nine if you do if you do your homework. Yeah. If you're paying sixty bucks, it's just because you, you're renewing. But if you, if you look around and you're a little you're a little bit on top of it, you can pretty much get it for that. But if they did lose Xbox Live and they made it for free and they somehow made like Xbox Game Pass the all access, that might work too because now you have a hundred dollar subscription year compared to a sixty dollar subscription year. No. So um, it's possible they might they might say Xbox Live is X Cloud Game Pass. And everything all included, and it's it's well, they're gonna have know, to because the current model doesn't work. I mean, you can't pay, I mean, it's a lot of money. You think about a lot it, of, but they're making the money. That's the thing. It's yeah, Xbox uh, Game Pass has been very successful, and that's another subscription cost. So, um, you're right. Do, is it a little bit much? That's what I'm saying. If you have three pay models, it's it's a lot, it's kind of like. Something like you look after a year, you look at your bills and be like, hey, man, this is a little bit too much. So I do believe they have an opportunity to be creative here and to be aggressive at the yeah. same time and actually help, uh, you know, make it an affordable solution that they can actually 
pull in revenue that's that's better for them too. So I yeah. do believe it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, curious on how they're going to do it. it. It looks like xCloud. I heard Brad Sams and I talked to a couple of people. Looks like mm-hmm. xCloud is being kind of being prepped out for the end of the year now. Um, they were talking about the early of the year. I don't think that's happening. I do think that you'll hear about it fully at E3. Um, you know, I'm hoping they get they pack this E3. Sorry about that. Uh, they pack this E3, um, and they make it two hours, and and it's action packed with you know announcements. And I do believe if they just don't even announce anything right now, they could mm-hmm. do that. Absolutely. Now, does this lessen the value of the actual Xbox when we're talking about this stuff, or? Is this just another value-added service, possibly? I wouldn't think so. I just think it's just, you know, if you want to play it on the best way possible, you buy the strongest hardware that would be able to do it. And if you want to play things on the go, it's just, uh, I think it just, no, I think it's the best. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. I have such. No, I I understand. Hold on. I understand what Megatron is saying. He's basically Mm -hmm. saying, uh, you know, it's an option, and if you want to play it best, you can play it on PC. If you want to play it at 4K, possibly 60, uh, on your television, you know, on a sleek console that you can put underneath your entertainment center like most people do, play it from there. If you want to play it uh, at the doctor's office um, or on a plane or wherever, you know, for yeah. me, it's like it's it's not – I don't want to sound like um, – poo-pooing the fanboy argument because this is the fanboy <laughs> argument and 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 it does come it does come down to that where it, you know if you're a fanboy of of Xbox is you know uh would you be attacking this if this was another system absolutely you would but um if you you know it's kind of like a fanboy argument that's that's lost but um, it's it's really not becoming like the to me it's like morphine and at least in my mind and thinking about it it's not like exclusive content to that console but it's really becoming your digital exclusive content that belongs to you mm-hmm. and that's exclusive to the person and that's ex- exclusive to that experience so if I want that type of experience where I have 800 games, and I can play all those 800 games at any time, anywhere. Um, that's pretty in itself. It's exclusive in a way because nobody else is doing it this way. Yeah, and uh, I think that, I think that Xbox might actually uh, they might be on the right path with this. As crazy, I mean, if you were, if you, if I was a part of that table and they brought this up, I probably would have laughed and said, "You guys are a joke." You know, this is it, but. <laughs> If you really look at it and you hear what Phil says, and this you're the center of the gamer, and of course that's stuff to, to to make you want to buy things, and of course it's a business and they want you to buy games. But if you listen to that and you and you really look at it, at the end of the day, it's not about a fanboy argument on Twitter. It's about you and your content and what you want to do with it when you're wherever you are. If you want to play it in a pool. Because you don't want to go in the pool and you have your switch and now it's a switch. Does it really matter? You have an internet connection, you connect and you can play Mortal Kombat 10 on Game Pass. You know, like what's wrong with that? What is bad about that? Yeah, nothing's and, bad with it. You know? 
Well, it's true. And there's obviously limitations to the Switch. Like, it's not the most powerful. You know, you're gonna obviously, if you have an Xbox, you're gonna use an Xbox One X or One S, you know, for those capabilities and so on. Um, It's just, obviously, it's the convenience of it, taking your library with you. It's, you know, we wouldn't have thought of this going back to 2013. And it's amazing where we are now with the technology and how the companies are talking to each other. But anyways, guys, I think we're going to move on to the next topic. And earlier this week, the rumor mill was swirling about Scalebound possibly being resurrected. Now, what makes this rumor even more interesting is that the game would be picked up by Nintendo and made into a Switch exclusive. Guys, do you think this is a thing or do you think it's too far-fetched? Man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know. Who thought we'd be talking game, about scaled them? I want the game to be made. I, I was one yeah, of the me people, too. few people that was looking forward to Scalebound, but I don't know what the relationship is with um, the developer right now in Microsoft. Um, Microsoft still owns the IP? Yes. Correct. Yes. Do they? They do. Okay. Yes. And being that they didn't. Uh, they didn't um, renew the trademark license. Does not mean they lose IP. A lot of people mm-hmm. uh, believe that. That is not the truth. Uh, you know, IP intellectual property is has more facets than just you know uh, a trademark that you know you renew. They absolutely own the IP. Uh, if they sold the IP to to Nintendo, it's stupid because. It just shows that you try to make a game, you could make it work, but Nintendo here comes in, makes it work, and uh, you really couldn't put a value on that. The 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 just the way that looks and this message you're sending to fans is horrendous. Um, and also, the game was in a really bad state, running on much on more powerful hardware. So the this this actually happening is maybe. 10%, I would say, 5%. Uh, it could possibly be like somebody else was saying. They took some elements, they threw it in the, in the game, they renamed the game. I, I don't think you yeah. can see Scalebound. Yeah, you're not um, going to see that mm-hmm. that online vast that, uh, open yeah. world component to the game. I think you're going to see a scaled down version of the game. I, I'm not sure what. I mean, what was it? Did they say they were having problems with it anyway because the hardware was not strong enough? I mean, rumor has it that they said it wasn't strong. So now all of a sudden the Switch is strong enough? Or, and then it's no, Platinum no, Games? No, no Platinum they were Games having issues. Be- they were having issues just with the development cycle in general. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it'll be interesting what they can do with less powerful hardware. Who knows? But uh, is it going to be re- rebooted? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. If, if Microsoft, the only way that it really goes to the only these are the possible ways it could happen. If Scalebound IP was out, all sold outright, and Xbox was saying, "Thanks for letting me put on XCloud." Guess what? You can have Scalebound. We'll sell it to you. Um, if they did that, which is naive and stupid, um, and let Nintendo take it and do whatever they want with it. Um, that's on Xbox because that's just self-inflicted. That's not a smart move that sends the wrong message, as I pointed out. The other way it possibly could happen is to say, hey, we'll, we'll start production on it again and we'll put it on 
Switch as well as Xbox, and we'll all get the game, and we'll, we'll rebuild it. The chances of that, again, are very unlikely. The, the reason why they, 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 they broke up, or the reason why this all fell through, there is some real shady stuff that, that that's that's out there that you know I don't even you can't you can't even bring up because you know it, it's baseless yeah. but yeah. it's there's real dirty stuff behind why this scheme what happened with the scheme and some of the things that were said so I don't see them rekindling that relationship and and visiting so like I said the chances of this are very unlikely I, I know uh, Z Huge said it was unlikely. Uh, that guy, the uh, the other cupcake, uh, Doc Robertson, said that uh, it was unlikely, um, and I, you know, it just I just thought that was a crazy rumor at the time, and then it was just then it just morphed into uh, the other news, uh, which we're going to go into um, later on on another topic, and and obviously the switch to Xbox. You know what is funny is why are we even talking about why is this news because. People were so salty, and if you guys remember the the <laughs> chaos that ensued because Skill Battle was canceled, it, the internet broke that day. I remember it. Was, yeah. People were just talking yeah. about it, and they were just so mad and yelling at Phil. Oh, they were going crazy. Well, apparently um, nobody wanted it, but everybody wanted to talk about it. At the oh time. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I remember at, at E3. Any reason to hate Microsoft? It feels like I think that's what it is, man. So now you see those rumors return, but on a different platform. Yeah, everyone loves it's just, it. At, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember you were down on the game. I remember you. You know, uh, you know, you you you're a very tough critic, but I remember you like. You're like that was that was just a waste of time. This is you know that trailer was horrible. Um, you know, yeah, the, the, and, the and, last trailer was was awful, and I yeah, always... and they got that reception too because I looked. You know, it's funny because you know the cancelization thread was like you know eighty pages. The E3 thread that showed the game off was like ten pages, like seven pages, and it, it was all negative and all like. You know, I don't care about this game. This looks horrible. Its frame rate's horrible. That was such an un uninspired uh, trailer, and uh, that's what was said at the time. It was it, there was not a lot of people. There was no hype. I remember there was no hype for that game at E3. I remember mm -hmm. seeing it out in E3 at the Expo, and they were showing like all their games, and it was Sea of Thieves. And you know whatever a gears I guess that was out that was, they were nobody was talking about scale bound on the on the thing nobody was like oh man that looks sick. Well, what was initially shown looked great the open world the yeah. free roaming with the dragon coming in and that looked fantastic. It looked like a uh, uh, you know like a fantasy star online ish type game with dragons and. And had RPG elements, but yeah. it, there was it brought that Devil May Cry feel to it, which it's the same. I believe it's the same developer, right? That made. Uh, well, it was Platinum. One, Platinum. One of the guys. One. Of, I think one of the guys worked on Devil May Cry. Um, but well, you're right. It was. It was. It was supposedly meshing that all in on an RPG level. And it didn't help that that Ken Lobb came on the show and he was like saying it was the most amazing thing that he've ever seen and you know <laughs> he, he he you know he basically said that and that's what happened. I heard people who who saw the game running 
um, at a show that was before E three, like or like I guess that June, that till January. Uh, they said the game was just really running rough. You know, fifteen to twenty. 20 uh, frames per second just dropped. Yeah. That's rough. But even a former Platinum Creator director, uh, he didn't believe it, uh, any yeah. of these rumors. So that was interesting. And, you know, you got to look at, you know, Nintendo has all kinds of IP that they want to resurrect. Apparently, according to other rumors that kind of go into the scale bound rumors, that they're going to be resurrecting a dead property of some sort. And a lot of people think it is scale bound, but I just, there's so many other games that they could resurrect. And, for it to be scale bound, like that's a Microsoft property. I just find it very confusing how this even got started. It's just interesting that it's scale bound, you know, and everybody wants to talk about it. Yeah. But hey, you never know. It could it be even be the part of this whole what we were talking about before about Microsoft and Nintendo getting friendly. You never know, right? It it could be resurrected, but I don't know. I, I have my doubts on this, but we'll see, right? Right. Absolutely. So moving on, guys, enough of the scale bound talk. A few days ago, moving on to the next topic, French gaming site Je Video said that it had specs for the next Xbox consoles Lockhart and Anaconda. Now, Lockhart is seeming to forego a disk drive, as we all know, focused on streaming and the Anaconda being more of the high end device. Now, both, according to these specs, would have eight custom cores at 16 Zen threads and both having a one terabyte solid state drive. Lockhart's GPU will supposedly be four teraflops and Anaconda's a massive 12 teraflops. And as far as RAM goes, Lockhart will supposedly have 12 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory and Anaconda will have 16. Now, the site is also reporting that we will see these Scarlet family of devices announced at this E3. Now, do you guys think that these stats are reasonable when looking at compared to the Xbox One X? I'm not the tech guy, but I hope the Anaconda stats are true. Um, as far as the Scarlet, the Scarlet, I mean, it's it's lower than the uh, X One X, so I kind of question it a little bit. But uh, I hope so. I I still don't think Scarlet's a thing. I mean, I, no, I, I don't no. think so. I, I don't think so. Now that's no disc drive with the Scarlet, right? Or is that going to be right. well? It's the Scarlet family. Supposedly, this Scarlet is a family of consoles, both including the Anaconda and the Lockhart. The Lockhart is the lower end, and the Anaconda is the higher end. Think Xbox a, One S. Now there's no. There's no third device. There's not going to be a third device that's going to be discless. So that's pretty much done. Or is that still a possibility for this year? Well, the lower... Well, we, it's not 100%, but from what we know, it's going to be the Lockhart's going to be the discless one, the cheaper alternative, and the Anaconda's going to be that higher-end one. Okay. But, I mean, as far as the stats go, I mean, if you're doubling, if not more, on the Xbox One X, I mean, that's pretty impressive to me. Again, right. these are just, supposedly these are leaked specs, but, you know, that's a pretty hefty console there when you consider the improvements that the Xbox One X made. So, my question to you guys is, why would they replace the X with a, with a well, it's going to be a cheaper system. 
obviously with the with the Lockhart or Scarlet, whatever the hell you want to call it. The Anaconda is real. I think the uh, the 16 gigabytes of ROM, 12 teraflops, 16 Zen, whatever you want to put in it, is a real thing. Um, and I think what's going to happen is you're going to see the Xbox One uh, X be the second option. Um, you know, it's basically going to be the the second option. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. Are they going to get rid of the disk drive altogether? I mean, who knows? Possible. Do you think that we could see an Xbox One X console without a disk drive? Yeah, like I stated before, I mean, but the U.S. is the only country I think that's that's ready for, you know, to to uh, to go away from from uh, not having this and be digital only. So Mexico, I mean, I think the the U.S. runs at what like seventy thirty, um, as far as the percentage of people that download only, and then thirty percent uh, still use the standard disk drive on their games. In Mexico and places like Mexico and Europe, it's a lot higher. I think Mexico runs at maybe like a 50-40. I'm not sure. I don't have the, the numbers in front of me. I couldn't tell you. But um, if it's going to happen, I think it's going to happen U.S. only. I don't know. So, Well, I, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have two SKUs. Uh, the 250 model is not going to have a disc, a disc, and the uh, Anaconda will have a UHD drive. That's what I think uh, some of the rumors point to, but it also makes sense because 250 you can save you can save some money not including that, and um, they probably will have the S2 and stuff like that for, for sale too. I, I do think that one of them might be discless, to be honest. Well, that would we'll be know interesting. E3, right? We'll know E3, hopefully. Well, the supposedly, you know, well, I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's another thing. We talk about X Cloud and X thing and how, how these things are going to play out. I mean, I've never seen a situation where now you're going to have two consoles, uh, possibly a third in Maverick, and you're also going to have X uh, and Xbox One S and. You know, you're gonna have all these models. Like, like, wh- are you gonna condense it down? Are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna, you know, discontinue the X? Uh, are you gonna have a disc in the um, for the Lockhart? You know what I mean? So it's these are questions that all uh, need to be answered, and and you know that's why I think E3 is gonna be such a uh, informative time because mm-hmm. they gotta get those answers at that point. And I do think that. Um, you know, this is going to happen at E3. I think they're going to lay all their cards on the table. Absolutely. Well, it'll be interesting to see what pops up, right? But moving on, because we have a lot of other topics to cover. Now, so Anthem is now officially released, and it's been having a bit of a rough launch, to say the least. Most reviews have not been positive with issues of loading screens, progression, uh, bad loot and bad AI and just a whole bunch of bugs. Now, panel, has anyone here been playing it? And if so, what are your impressions? Yeah, so I've been playing it the most. Uh, I think uh, Megatron's played a little bit. I'm not sure if Tim's played it. Or... Are we talking about Anthem? Because I, yeah. I don't know what I just did, but I actually left <laughs> the ch- left YouTube and got back in. I'm sorry. Yeah, we just started. 
And I'm not sure if you dabbled, but um, I've played a total of about 24 hours in Anthem. I love it. Uh, I think it it nails the 10 second of fun loop uh, with great gameplay mechanics. It's not quite as good as Destiny as far as the mechanics go, because Destiny's mechanics are really solid. Uh, But it's it's good. It's great. Um, The game is deep enough to keep me interested. Uh, I think the world's great. Uh, the gods, the factions, the monsters that you fight in it, uh, the items that you get. Yeah, I mean, the weapons are something left to be desired because uh, I just got my first masterwork uh, gun in the game, and it has a different artwork in it. Nice. You, can't, you can't see it because it's you know it's, it's third person. You could see it, but it's not as bold as it would be in first person uh, when you view it. There's some nice effects with the we- the weapons, but um, I think more those graphics, man. Yeah, the graphics. Yeah, though, like the I'm graphics <laughs> are fantastic. Mm-hmm. The particle effects, the the lighting effects, in some in some areas are fantastic. Uh, more importantly, I think it has a good story. Uh, it has a good cast of characters. I'm not going to ruin the story for everybody, but I'm going to say that. The lore in Anthem is something very cool uh, in regards to, like, the freelancers and how everything shapes out. Um, and I give the game an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, uh, is the is the hoopla on the internet uh, warranted? I would say yes from a bug's standpoint because uh, I purchased some shards for some cosmetic items. Uh, I purchased, it was quite a bit, it was like $37 worth of cosmetic items, or shards, I'm sorry, Um, and I have yet to see them in my account. So uh, So you got robbed. Yeah, I got robbed, basically, (laughs) and no answers, what's even worse is no answers from EA, Xbox didn't want to refund my my purchase that I made because it doesn't uh you know obviously for those types of um you know like coins and and stuff like that they do not refund for those types of uh of that type of digital content right 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 right. so basically i'm asked out until ea can figure out either it'll probably just just pop there it'll pop yeah either they fix the bug um some earlier bugs i couldn't talk there was this one guy i referred to him as the devil i don't even want to talk because every time you click on that guy he it it crash your game so in in game when you're talking to the guy it completely crash your 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 game that you're playing you can't even speak you know you can't even have the old dialogue options to to speak with them um so th- those were the type of bugs that you you you'd run into um the loading times, the- yeah, the loading times aren't a big deal anymore. I mean, I'm not, I don't know the whole. Yeah, I uh, think that I think that's overblown. I think yeah, it's are, overblown. It's overblown. The gamers because- need to shut up about like, uh, you know, they act like they're so entitled that they can't wait. You know, 30, 40 yeah. seconds. I understand that. Yeah. A load a loading screen, uh, can be annoying, but let's let's not say it's a bug or say it's game breaking. It's just obviously what it's doing. I never understood the loading thing maybe it's because I, I i could divert my attention for the 30 seconds and i you know and, and i could do something else but uh, the loading the loading critiques that this has gotten i feel like has been a little harsh and, and yeah, overboard. they're not that bad they fixed some of the issues with it 
uh, especially with the loading times, they're not that bad. Um, they're acceptable. Uh, games, the newer games like Metro and stuff like those have long. I don't know if you've ever you've played Metro yet. That has a two to three minute loading screen initially when you load up and you boot up the game. So a lot mm. of these games, you know, I think everybody just likes to to pick on a title now. Pick on EA. Well, I think it's a, I think it's like it's either going to be a honeymoon or it's going to be a slaughter. And so if they taste blood, they'll just going to oh, go yeah. after it. But if they want to like the game, if they just you know for whatever reason, if they want to like it because it's a, a producer they like or you know something they sure do uh you know i've seen i've seen things go on there where you have a big honeymoon going on but other than that my feeling on anthem is is that i'm not going to play it until um until uh it builds up content and um hopefully the single player portion of the game gets a little more robust i heard it's not that bad right now um, but I'm just waiting on the title. Uh, I think what it's doing graphically is 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 commendable and should and yeah. people shouldn't lose lose um, lose that in all of this. You know, it is doing some pretty amazing things graphically. Um, but uh, my overall feel is, is I'm going to wait for the game, and I, I just don't like. I've come to the you know I've come to the I, I thought maybe this would be different. But I've come to the conclusion, like games like Destiny, when it becomes this multiplayer game, when it's when it you know it starts off kind of single player ish, and you know you could do your thing, and then or at least in Destiny 2's case, it just became this full blown multiplayer world. I don't like that. I don't like I don't like having to play with somebody when I'm a a ten level and they're thirty, and you know uh, the game gets accelerated yeah. because they're playing with me on their level. And, and you, you and prefer the the sea of sea of thieves approach to where everybody's on a level <laughs> playing field. I, 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 honestly, in a way, yeah, I don't like it when I don't like it. Even Crackdown, I had the, the, the this happen to me where I played with, and it wasn't his fault. I played with Noah, and he is a very good player. Yeah. And literally played with him for an hour and a half. And after I was done with the game and came in with my character again, the whole map was blue. The guy basically just leveled my world in 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 you know uh wow. very quick like he just took out everything we took out bosses but that was because he was super powered and he was super good but sometimes i do believe with these these type games with the, that type of progression it, it yeah. gets kind of lost in there and i just don't like i like the setup where you build up from from the bottom and you kind of build it up so for me uh even division two could suffer from that uh i i'm, I'm beginning to shy away from these games or not make them day ones I, i'll get them but i'll just get them on sale i'll get them whenever Mm-hmm. Now, if Anthem fails, will Bioware continue on? Because we've seen, look how Bioware Montreal, they put out Mass Effect Andromeda, and it had really subpar reviews, it kind of soured that franchise, and they got kind of sorted into EA Motive, they don't even exist anymore. So, I mean, if you look at, I, I try not to use it, but if you look at Metacritic, it's getting a anthem. It's getting a lower Metacritic than Mass Effect Andromeda. So, how do you guys observe this? If if Anthem fails, will Bioware continue? Well, Bioware will continue. It's just with EA. That's the question. EA, yeah. 
<clears throat> is that going to be a thing? Because I, I'm hearing rumors already that EA wants out. The EA or EA wants Bioware to be out now because it's just a mess right now, and it's not a good look. It never a good look on EA. EA has been on the on the shit list for everybody for about a good year or two now. They just they're like the bane of of everybody's. Uh, <laughs> what would you call it? Yeah, Look, no, they, they they become the most, you know, it's hated. Probably, yeah, yeah, it's probably the most hated uh, gaming division or gaming company of all time right now. Now, let me ask you a question. Time. We're talking about this is a very good question by uh, the host and uh, Invader. But the my question to you is, if they are in trouble and doesn't sell, would if you're Xbox, would you go after them? Oh yeah, I would go after I would go after Bioware because you'll see you would see the old you know some of the older Bioware uh, employees come back to the company. A lot of them left. A lot of them left. Uh, you'd see them come back, and uh, I think Bioware would be renewed and kind of invigorated. Um, and I don't. I think it'd just be a good move for them to just cut ways, kind of like. Uh, Bungie did with Xbox and Activision. You know, when you get those kind of breaks and you get those kind of opportunities, uh, you you kind well, of I'm sure as a company, you feel new. You feel new again, and you feel like you 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 have the creative uh, freedom now to create the products that you want. Time. It seems like it's yeah. all about time. They don't have the yeah. time to make the it games does. that they need to make. So, right. It, it it does have a thing that has going for it is that it's a really played game meaning um it's it's a type of game like destiny when it came out it had i believe a 77 metacritic or 74 went down it was it was very low um or it was low for that type of title but uh that didn't affect destiny uh sales destiny sales were just right. out of the monster world. yeah um i, th I, I do think feel that 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 this game could still sell a lot because a lot of people play it. Look, you're even buying things already for it. Um, uh, people are like really, you know. Um, it's it's the new it's thing. A, it's world building. It's world building, right? You know, you know it, it, start, it starts off slow. You know, you see a thieves. You got Rainbow Six Siege. But but the thing, know, what I'm trying to tell you guys is, it's a, in a great position. It's a, in a better position now than Destiny was. I, and this is my opinion. I mean, my opinions were shit, mm -hmm. but. but um, it's in a better position now. It has the game mechanics. It has that 10-second loop. It has characters. It has a great world. It has a good story. You know, that's something that Destiny didn't have. It didn't have great mm -hmm. characters. It didn't have a good story. That's already built into the mm -hmm. Anthem world. Now all they do need to do is just add these couple things, and it'd be a great game. Like I said, 8.5 out of 10. I, rec I do recommend a purchase on this game. It's a very good game, and yeah, um, I've seen a lot of people say the same thing. Like I've yeah. seen Zaire say how good it is, and he's usually very tough on games. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, I wanted to say this. You know, uh, Mike is uh, Yabara is a huge. He, he's a big Anthem fan. He, he knows it doesn't. It has his problems, but when he made his comment um, and about the reviewer that caused uh, kind of such a stir, I felt it was kind of manufactured by the the stir that it created. But that was Mike not talking. I want to make this point clear because I, I do know Mike and I know how he is. Um, 
that was not anything to do with Crackdown 3 reviews or the fact that some people were saying it was a uh, a co-marketed Xbox game. That is all bullshit. Mike is just an Anthem fan. Okay? Mm-hmm. When, when Crackdown 3 came out, the night of Crackdown 3, Mike was streaming Anthem. That's... And I even Non-stop. Non-stop. So he was just talking as a fan. And, and I, I think that people are allowed to to criticize others that criticize, uh, you know, they, you know, they, they're not, they're not above it all. In my opinion, I, I don't think that his comments were, were deserve that type of pushback. I do feel like he kind of got to a bit of a, uh, uh, you know, uh, pork, you know, like they were just going after, they were just going after him. Mm. And, um, but, Eric- but for the record, he's just a huge Anthem fan. And, and my point is, is that it has a lot of those Anthem fans, like people like who like the game are like all about it. Like yourself, Mike, Zaire, or I've said other, other people are playing it. So, um, I do, do think that this game could potentially do very well still despite of the reviews. Right. Absolutely. But I, I guess I could see it's interesting where Bioware is at the moment. I mean, oh, yeah. It, Big time. yeah, like, I don't know, especially with how EA is the past couple of years. And you look at all these bugs and glitches that have been prevalent in the EA games recently. It seems to be from the Frostbite engine, DICE's Frostbite engine. And is it smart for them to use it across all their games? Because it's been prevalent in, obviously, Battlefield. It's notorious for it. Mass Effect Andromeda. And I think they're going to be moving forward with uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare and a few other games. Should they keep using this engine? Guys? I was going to say... Um, I don't think it's the. I don't really know if it's the engine problem. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think that uh, in the Anthem case, these type of games that they get released are, are not really finished at launch, and it's sad because they kind of just you know launch kind of bare bones, and then in a year, it's an awesome game. Um, so I don't know. I don't think they. I mean, they've even went frostbite for their football and baseball uh, football and basketball game and, and I don't think it really made that much of a difference but um no I, for me I don't think it's uh I think it's more of a a, a develop developer issue than uh the the actual engine running I, I think unity is more of a disaster than than frostbite I don't, I don't know if you guys remember all the the uh <laughs> the issues with the unity engine not exactly, but I'm just wondering if Frostbite is like utilitarian. Like, how do I put it? I don't think it's as what Shizno said in the chat as universal as it should be. I think there are other engines more capable of doing it, whether it be Havoc, Unreal. Yeah, Unreal. I just think there are more staple engines out there, even uh, the Cry engine. Like, I just I don't know if that Battlefield engine can be really be passed around to other games into RPGs and so on and so forth. It's interesting. Yeah, they could have went with the uh, the Unreal, uh, you know, four. They could have went with that, but um, yeah, that's an interesting point. That you, you it definitely lends itself to Battlefield. Um, but I'm sure that they're they're 
you know, Frostbite was when did it come out in 2017? I'm sure with Next Generation that that maybe there'll be a couple of new engines on the way. I mean, you mentioned one of the uh, Crytek engine. Uh, I mean, that's just sad that 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 we don't get games from that because to me that like the lush the lush forest environments and the things that you get are really stunning graphically and unfortunately you don't really have people using that engine it's a great engine mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely oh yeah absolutely now moving on to our next topic it's a little bit of a changeover a game designer at tessera studios says it's likely microsoft will be sitting out on virtual reality next gen now, this studio has made a few PSVR games and would obviously be looking into what other consoles have in mind for the technology. And the dev states that no matter how much I ask, I never get any news on Microsoft from VR. Just mm -hmm. some rumors on HoloLens 2, and it seems like they don't have much interest in VR, which is interesting because HoloLens 2 was just announced today, but at $3,500. <laughs> but anyways, wow. guys, do you think that this developer could be right about Xbox skipping on VR next gen? Yeah, I mean, it's there's no there's no sense of urgency on it. Why would you invest in into VR while you it doesn't make well, sense right now there's not really a giant market for it i mean yeah you can you can uh i, I mean, mean adopt a third party these... but no third party you know person can come up with a VR headset for Xbox i mean i thought that was what, what was rumored way back when is that a hard well, thing they, they were thinking about it but it just didn't pan out um, I think the guy's completely correct. Xbox, uh, from what I've gathered, they will make a play on on VR when it becomes less yeah. less uh, less wires and less expensive. Uh, less, it's not really <laughs> expensive. They don't want the wire yeah. the wires, and um, they think that 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 has to be lightweight. You know, it can't be something that also. Uh, completely takes you out of the outside world uh meaning that you know when you use vr you you kind of you kind of can't you have to sit down or stand up and you, you don't know what you're doing um that that proposes a problem to a lot of users believe it or not when they put their headset on uh like if you have a kid you can't do it because you got to watch the kid you know what i mean you can't just put yeah. it on uh so i think that those two barriers are what what has Microsoft uh, hands off on VR. And uh, if we're being honest, the sales on VR are decent on Sony, but that's the only place where it's decent. And the software uh, is, you know, most of it is is just, you know, it's not really aside from maybe Astrobot and a couple of other games, uh, not sending setting any kind of. Uh, you know, new direction. It's kind of the same thing. So I, I do believe, I, yes, yeah. that they're they're I, out for for VR. I enjoyed the experience with VR, though, and it was only oh, Sony. A, yeah, it's you know, a great experience. I did. You know, I use Sony's headset for the most part. The one I did at E3 last year wasn't so great, but I enjoyed uh, Sony's. I mean, it wasn't the best, obviously, but I enjoyed um, that experience. Um, it was only fifteen minutes, but I kind of, you know, speaking from the heart, I kind of want to see Xbox do something with VR. Even yeah. third party, I'm just kind of a little disappointed. If if you look at the companies that were 
initially on board with VR, saying how it's the future of gaming and it's going to be a huge shit. Facebook. Uh, and, yeah, and then they start developing games for it. And then, That's you know, they're true. off. They're off the ship. Where are they now? Where are they? I mean, they're not talking Fa- about Fa- it. Facebook so. was one of the biggest. It went into yeah. Oculus. It's just yeah. that uh, I do think that the 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 core problem is um, not a lot of people in this day and age want to put something on their head. Yeah, yeah. It, it, guys like here will love it and do it, but in you know you know the everyday person, I don't know if they're going to do that. They're going to how to hook that thing up. I mean, you look at PSVR to hook it up is is ridiculous i mean it's it's just enthusiast uh, you know for me it's like an enthusiast popular item right now i don't think that it's it's yeah, hitting it's, the mass market i know what you're I, I know what you're saying it's more of a novelty than anything right. yeah but it's not it's not it's not hitting the point where there the, the the market is is definitely growing but it's still not at a point where um it, it's i think xbox is viable to make money you could they pull out uh you know uh, a vr you know uh you know and and do it and then have studios work on it with one of their studios they could but i just like i said i i don't see i don't see it i yeah. i know for a fact that they don't like the wires that are attached like it has to be wireless how do you get away from those wires too I mean, looking at it from, it's going to be so hard. In the future, in the future, it'll yeah. happen, but yeah. it'll happen via like a wireless connection or some type of strong wireless connection. Um, but you know, you're talking, you know, maybe five, ten years where, and also yeah. to to run a VR game, uh, again, especially now we're hitting the 4K, yeah, you have to do still it pretty in, hefty. Yeah, you have to do it in two instances, and you have to do it per eye. And you know you can't you can't have drops because you'll get sick. Yeah. So this is it's it's there's a lot that's 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 put into it. And I do commend Sony. Oh yeah, for putting yeah. themselves in it because they do make it viable. It's just I can understand why Xbox is saying, hey, if we go in there, we're just going to get slaughtered. Sony you know? is Sony could have been in that position, say, hey, it's, you know what, we're just abandoning it, and with it, you know the the people that use it. And they've done a good job in developing uh, specific software for the VR headset and, um, and you know, and, and the remote that they have. I mean, they've done a good job with it. Mm-hmm. It's just um, it's it's just a matter of whether or not people are going to are going to uh, get into VR. And, and right now, over what's been three or four years and it's That's still it still is yet to make an impact on this industry. So will it ever? Who knows? And joining us a little bit late, Southbound. Hey, what's up, guys? Did you miss me? <laughs> Live and direct. That's right. <laughs> what did hey, you do? <laughs> now we're just talking about how I Dev was suggesting that Microsoft has no intention of doing vr even though this dev would like uh, would like to now could this developer be right that xbox is skipping on vr south no you know what of course if they were gonna get involved with vr they would already hinted at it you know in the last couple years i i think that that 
boat has sailed. That ship has sailed already. Well, I mean, um, they have they have hinted at it. It's just they haven't. They hinted it. at it like what was the last thing we really heard about it? What they were talking about Fallout, and now it's Fallout Four. Yeah, and they talked so, about how Xbox One X would be. Well, like, yeah, they said they can run it, run it, and, uh, but they never said yeah. It's we're gonna have you VR implemented. So I mean, it, it was kind of like a fly by night mention. And that's as far as it went. So yeah, I I don't think that that Xbox is going to get in the VR game. If anything, you know, it'll be like a third party situation where like Oculus or you know or the the Samsung deal runs on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think the Xbox themselves would would have a VR headset. Right, right. Now, do you think that Xbox is missing out on some, like, opportunities, some interesting game titles? Because, to Sony's credit with the PSVR, there are a a few interesting titles. There's Astrobot, I've played Moss, and uh, the Gran Turismo with the headset's actually very nice. Uh, Do you think they're missing out on those experiences? I think it's a little bit of a, you know, Monday morning quarterback. You know, yeah, of course you could sit and and in hindsight say, man, you know, Xbox could have, you know, jumped on the train with, you know, Resident Evil and and stuff like that. But I, you know what, I I think they played around with the idea and they just come to the conclusion that they couldn't, they couldn't do a good enough job. So why dip your toe in the water if, you know, you're not going to be able to swim eventually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they get to that point, I could see them dipping their toe. It might take a few years, as uh, Tim and others have alluded to, you know, and uh, Jeremy was talking about how they don't want wires. They've been, Phil's been very open about that. He doesn't like clunky stuff. As for myself, I don't like wires and uh, clunky yeah, who does? peripherals. It, it definitely have to be wireless, you know, and... And how far are we from being a wireless, you know, VR headset? You know, that that could be another five, six, seven years before we can even get to something like that. You know, what kind of battery would would it need? You know, what kind of sensors to to pick up? You know, like, I I don't know. I'm not a very technical type of person, so I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with something like that. But it seems to me like it's kind of... The you know the risk is not that is not worth the reward in the end, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, as Peter has said, uh, said in the chat, the Project Scorpio, obviously Xbox One X, was made out to be VR ready, and they've pretty much backtracked with that, and they haven't mentioned it a lot. Um, do you feel like they missed out the opportunity there? Do you think that they bit off more than they could chew? No, because they kind of. They didn't. It wasn't like a major announcement. It was more like, "Hey, this is, this is what's gonna happen," and it kind of just rolled it out nonchalantly. <laughs> I'm sorry, doubters. Oh, no wonder. I'm sorry. It was like you're looking up my. It was look like you're looking up my nose. Huh? <laughs> guys are clowning all right well move on to something else also involving vr the next topic now this one's involving nintendo and there's a report going around that the switch could get some kind of a vr enhancement 
Now, supposedly Nintendo Labo kits will be the first getting VR support, and that a small number of first-party games will get VR modes. Now, guys, do you think Nintendo intends to get VR on the Switch? Do you think that's a possibility? Yo, a Labo? A Labo VR? I guess it's, it's like a cardboard thing. Well, Samsung's done it. Did they do like a, a cardboard like type of a... Yeah, that thing's a piece, you, that thing's a piece of shit they're giving off Don't for get it free, wet. but... Um, yeah, it's a possibility. The Switch is built for VR, if you think about it already. Uh, it has the controllers. It has the motion sensor on it with the controllers. Uh, it's built for VR. So is Labo. Uh, I don't know if you guys... I have kids, so I purchased the Labo for my kids. And it takes a good two or three hours to build these cardboard motherfuckers. You know, whether it's a fishing pole or a robot or a steering wheel. And my son took two or two hours trying to build uh, the Labo. It, it's it's work. It's definitely work. It's like Legos, kind of. Uh, but when it, you finally get it set up and you finally play it, it's actually a, a cool. It's kind of a cool gimmick. Um, and try it down there. <laughs> yeah, I did try. You guys, I have no some photos. videos. I have some video actually of me trying it, so I think I'll post it. I gotta post it, but um, I'm kind of getting off top topic with the whole Nintendo VR. Yeah, it's it's built for VR already, um, and I think you can see something if if Nintendo makes something that's affordable. I don't know how they would do it with the Switch. Whether you plug it into a VR unit and you'd have to carry the Switch in your pocket, who knows? That's kind of cumbersome and. It'd be kind of awkward too if you think about it. So how would they do it? I mean, it it kind of doesn't make sense on how they would implement it. But um, what about yeah. if they made an update to the console, some uh, something similar to like the 3DS? What that had with like a a mode where you can switch like I don't know. Well, actually, I guess that's 3D. But like some kind of a mode where you can. I don't know. Like you'd either have to do an attachment or yeah, that's that. That's the problem with it. Yeah. Is doing the attachment. Uh, do you, do you put it the heavy uh, the heavy switch console inside a uh, mm -hmm. inside a pair of glasses where it kind of uh, alters the experience? I mean, it just it's the tech the the controllers are built for VR. The technology is there, but I don't know if the switch. Uh, system in itself is is ready for VR, so who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, we know that it's not exactly the most powerful console out there, but as you said, it has the controllers to do it, and you never know, they could come out with a peripheral to add on to it that could, yeah, have VR capabilities to enhance the console. I I'm very curious where they'll take this, because Nintendo, they've always been kind of playing with VR in some capacity. So it's just interesting. They play around with 3D, VR. They always have their hand in something. So I'll be curious to see what experiences they bring us because they're very ingenuitive that way. Now, move. Nintendo mm -hmm. come out for with a VR before Microsoft. I just, I really want Microsoft to like try something with VR. Man. I hope so. That's all I got to say, man. Just, I know I'll keep beating this thing over and over again, but I really want them to come out with a VR headset or something i think they ever. will it's just an eventuality like they kind of toy around with the idea but as phil's kind of stated you know it's not the first thing on their mind 
and they kind of got a lot going on with the whole like cross play and God knows what else. But moving on. So sticking with some more Nintendo news. Now in a surprise announcement, Nintendo of America president Reggie Filame announced that he's retiring. Very shocking. And after 15 years at Nintendo of America, he'll be replaced by marketing VP, the appropriately named Doug Bowser. Bowser, guys. Hmm. And Bowser. <laughs> Bowser. Yeah. I wonder if he has a princess locked up somewhere. <laughs> he probably has some mushrooms somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, being up in the hey Pacific now. Northwest, you know. <laughs> But anyways, Reggie is a gaming household name, and at this point, he's he's steered Nintendo through the GameCube, Wii, 3DS, Wii U, mobile, and of course, the Switch. Now, guys, how do you feel about Reggie retiring? Do you think he'll be missed at Nintendo? And oh, yeah. He'll definitely be missed. He's going to be missed. At the same yeah. time, man, he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed. I mean, that's all I've seen his face for 15 years. I mean, now... Uh... I I've met I've met Reggie a couple times. I had a chance to talk with him. I remember when he joined Nintendo back in 2003. Um, I think his official title was President of Sales and Marketing, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But he is a he was a great spokesman and face for Nintendo, and you guys remember those E three uh, presentations with him going on stage, and he he was refreshing to you know from if you guys seen those old E three uh, you know conferences and interviews, a lot of them were really dull and just kind of boring, especially with the presenters. And the CEOs in the company and the presidents of the company. Reggie was a marketer of the Nintendo brand. He did a he did a great job representing uh, Nintendo, and he's he's done a lot of good things uh, since. Then. I don't think there's any bad blood between him and Nintendo. He's with the, he was with the company for a long time. How many people uh, can say that uh, at his with his role? How many people can say that about? Uh, you know about what they did for the company. You can't say many, right? No, you can't. Mm-hmm. How would you guys think though if like he left and went to work for another company? No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Would it make you think that he was like kind of asked to step down, or he just no hell no? He's going out on top. But you guys remember Sony before he came aboard? Sony was in a bad spot. You know, they just came off the struggling GameCube. Um, Sony even more or Nintendo. St- I'm sorry, Nintendo. Nintendo was struggling, uh, you know, with the PlayStation 2 uh, and, and then, you know, the Xbox console. But during that time, um, they transitioned <laughs> and, and, you know, Nintendo became a really profitable company during his time. They're still profitable as heck. Um, and I remember his all-time quote: "I'm about kicking ass, taking taking <laughs> names, and, and making games." And it was it was just refreshing to see somebody, uh, you know, say say that in in a uh, in a present in an E3 presentation. So that's what I remember about him. And again, I had a chance to meet him a couple of times. Great guy. Did he, you offer him a Snickers or to see his, his shoe size? <laughs> <A> what? <laughs> oh, Invader, you don't know the story. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Tim, Tim loves to tell it. Tell, Tim. Uh, <laughs> it well, tell, well, tell the story for our beautiful listeners. All we know is that the first time we, we met uh, Jeremy, he was giving us stickers, Snickers, and we're like, who the hell is this guy giving us Snickers? <laughs> and basically, uh, Dude, Mega, I only had two Snickers in my pocket, and I gave – I forgot who I gave one to. I think I gave one to Tim. Of course he fucking gave one accepted it. Of course he accepted it. <laughs> and, and then he <laughs> And, and, then, and, 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 and then he goes up behind Phil and he's like, he's like Phil, what's your shoe size? What size shoe you wear? Let me guess. Nine and a half. Put him in a box. <laughs> hey, but anyway, Phil, Phil ended up saying, he's like, no, I wear, I wear ten and a half. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> it looked totally like... What size shoe you wear, baby? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but um, he, he definitely uh, an icon, and very surprising that uh, he left the way he did. I mean, he left just out of the blue, so it was um, pretty uh, pretty shocking. But um, yeah, he the the industry loses a really good one, and uh, I just hope he uh, wherever he goes, if he's completely retiring. Um, that's good because I believe that sometimes you got to retire in life and, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you don't retire, sometimes you just, you just end up working until you, you know, he'll probably the get one of them golden parachutes. You know what I mean? He'll get a nice severance package, not severance, but you know, retirement package. He he's, doesn't need, he doesn't need a retirement uh, package. Yeah, he's rich. <laughs> What? So you think that he won't get more money? Shit. No, he, I guarantee you he owns probably about. Some shares. Got Eleven, eleven percent of Nintendo. A, a guy like him, like they would, I'm sure that when just out the door, they're giving him some type of right. crazy deal. He's a great yeah. guy. I just hope he just he's leaving out on his own, his own terms. Yeah, I he, think he's he ready is. to retire. Why would you want him? Why would it like unless that? If there's no, there's no talk of foul play. There's no talk of. Um, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, him being disgruntled. It just, he probably, like he said uh, in, in his video, which is, is a tremendous video, um, you know, and, and he talked about uh, it. He just wants to be with his family. So sometimes that happens. That's awesome. I'm looking awesome. at the chat right now, and, and Inferno brings up a great point. Uh, well, actually South did, but he's going out on top. So. Uh, that's the mm-hmm. best thing. I think he yeah, left. Why did not take my credit, fucker? I'm sorry. I hey, said, I, I, he's not I walking out of his it. office. I no fixed it. His desk. <laughs> you well, know, it's all good. Obviously, um, his body is ready. <laughs> exactly. The right, famous, the that, famous, the famous meme. <laughs> um, fifteenth, April fifteenth is his last. Uh, well, that's day in, uh, Nintendo. That's the way I learned about him. To be honest, I, I was like, I always saw his picture on the internet, and they would say, "My body is ready," and I'm like, "Who is this guy?" And this is, you know, this is way back, even when that first started, and that's how I actually found out who he was. And um, I'm telling you, PlayStation, uh, Nintendo fans, and I have a couple of my family. They're like diehard. They they love that guy, and. Uh, you know, losing him for for that the other guy. I don't know the other guy. The other guy seems like he's out of place, but obviously you feel that way when you're trying to fill oh, yeah. uh, his shoes. You know. Well, apparently, before he worked at Nintendo a couple of years ago, he worked at EA. So, uh, you know what's crazy? Around. How many you know former EA workers like going on to like lead a company? I mean, 
What's up with Peter Moore, man? You think shit would get better over there under Peter, but I don't know. Peter's gone. <laughs> no, I know. He's but, not there anymore. Though. He's, 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 he's what, playing what, soccer in Europe. I, I think EA. I think EA is in a bad place right now. I I don't know. Like I I don't know what's gonna happen with Bioware and 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 that stuff. But they just don't seem like they're in uh, the best spots. I don't think that they're as the same. Oh, he's gonna come and too. knocking. Knock knock. <laughs> Who's there, Reggie? They could. They could take over EA. Be- well, you never well, you, know. You know that the you know this is this is something I heard that was a little shocking was is that the talk of Xbox buying EA wasn't as far fetched as people were saying. Like there was actual mm. uh, there was actual interest there from what I heard. Obviously, that's that's secondhand, but um, I bet you they're not regretting it now. <laughs> yeah, they're probably happy that. Well, no, that's not necessarily true because, I mean, if they would have bought it, it would have been ran differently and, you know, it could have been a different outcome. Yeah, but what are you going to do with the sports games? Are you going to put them mm-hmm. on, on on everything, you know? It, it well, kind of ties, ties into what they're doing, but uh, I could I, I don't think Xbox should buy EA by, any, by anything, but it's just crazy that how that could uh, actually might, you know, be something looked at because I, I just think the feeling the EA is, is they need to make a baseball out. game. Yeah, they just don't seem like I don't know. They, they're doing well, I guess, with the Madden and stuff, but seems Madden, like they Madden better. is always guaranteed to sell what two million copies or something. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, but how much do they got to pay the NFL and and Madden for you know the IP and the you know naming rights and all that? They, I mean, how much money is really in in it? Yeah, uh, just amazing that they seem to like. I don't know. They seem to like just harm themselves by the way that they talk to the consumer by rushing out games, bad by marketing, not, by not returning their charge and anthem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just—it's a very weird company. Tim's right; they are in a very weird place right now, and uh, who knows? They might see some shakeups soon because obviously things are not going well there. I would say. But, you know, we're in the uh, getting towards the end of the show. Everybody, what have you been playing for the past week? Dude, well, you guys know I've been playing Anthem hard 24 hours in. I'm almost finished with Metro. I'm on the last map. Amazing title. Great game. I suggest uh, you pick up both. Uh, I think I'm going to try a little Hollow Knight tonight. I've been wanting to play that game. So it's kind of like Ori in the Blind Forest. A little bit. It's a platforming game, but um, I might play mm-hmm. that tonight. But I'm looking forward to Division 2. Uh, what day does it drop? I think next month on the 11th, right? Something well, like I knew it was in March, but I didn't know exactly. Something like that. Something is Mortal Kombat? Like when's Mortal Kombat come out? Is that in March, too? May, May I think. Know? No, <laughs> it's April 25th, I think. Yeah. Uh, 23rd but, or 20, 20th or something like that around there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the vision. I think it's going to be a good game, um, and that's pretty much all I'm playing right now. I've been playing that Crackdown, man. Yeah. The boom into that. I played fr- played some Friday, some Saturday, and then uh, that anthem. Trying to I haven't touched that game, Crackdown. It's a good game, man. You gotta play it. Oh, you got it. Hey, it's funny, you know. After initial, everybody, you know, hating on it and talking a bunch of shit, the more people have 
gotten time with it. Like it seemed like the less uh, shit's been talked about it too. It's not a bad game. It just no, it never was. was but the yeah, thing is, people expected you know GTA out of it, and it's like no, it's a crackdown game. It's it's in a whole category by itself. It's not gonna you I know. Think, I think people just wanted to you know a higher production value in it. With, they just wanted something better from. Well, it's always going to be uh, cell shading, and it's never going to be photorealistic. You know, I'm I mean, not talking about that. I'm talking about putting more effort in the story, putting, you know, uh, cinematic cutscenes in it, not with this comic book bullshit that doesn't cost any money to do. This put some money behind Crackdown, mm-hmm. make it a better product, and put some devs that know what the hell to do with it. I mean. I'll say this, though. I mean, it's not like it's a bug-ridden game. Like, it's a very... I've had zero, like, or very little issues playing the game. Actually, I'm really surprised with it that I'm enjoying it so much. Um, It's just a a really good experience. It's smooth. I like it from... I I get no, like, frame rate stuttering. Uh, The visuals... I mean, they're all right. They're appropriate for the shell setting. But I see what you mean, though, Jeremy. They they could have stepped up the game a bit with the cinematics and whatnot. But the voice acting's pretty decent in it. I know. And you guys are going to be like, what? why would you compare it to this? But Crackdown reminds me of Pac-Man. And what I mean, <laughs> you know, what I mean by that. Hey, wait. Come on, guys. What I mean by that is. Cut his mic. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I mean by that is you just pick up, you play, you have fun, you get to the next level, and it's addicting. And you know, and, and that's what crackdown is. It's it's a fun yeah. it's a fun experience. Uh you just get to go in there and just blow shit up and and, and drive and do whatever you want. It's a sandbox game. Uh it's yeah. that type of experience. And I think um I think they you know the original was the same thing. You know they did a good job of 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 uh, mastering that ten seconds of fun um, with Crackdown with the platforming and the orb collecting and the shoot. Yeah, ten seconds. Of, that's what my wife says. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for, for me, you know, uh, it, it really reminds me of uh, Demon Souls, uh, and um, com- combined with some um, asteroids with Crackdown Three. Oh yeah, totally. And really, that's what. I was being sarcastic, Tim. No, uh, no. Um, I've been playing just to. to th- I've been playing Crackdown Three, and um, it, it is like everyone says, it's fun. It's it's nice to pick up and play. Yeah. Uh, the co-op, the co-op is fun as hell too. Man. I can see why. I can see why reviewers went after it a little. Um, yeah. For me, it's about a seven. Um, it's not a it's not a high AAA quality. What you would expect from from even Xbox, the they, you know it's kind of a little. It, while the the HDR looks good and some of the explosions are cool and stuff like that, it still looks like a, a you know forty forty dollar game to me. In my opinion, yeah. it feels it feels that way, yeah. and uh, I just feel that you know they they got past it. And, it's probably better that they did it this way than what they were thinking of. There was, uh, they could possibly, you know, from what I heard, they were saying, hey, let's release it after Gears 5 
so it won't be getting such a you know because of where they're releasing it and the quality games that they had released you know if you had gears five and you're on the the uh you know the footsteps of that or you know and that just released and it's a really good game and you you know you, you solidified your studio i i think that the 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 outcome or the, the take on the game would have been a lot different. It would have pointed to, to it being fun as a way where it launched. It was kind of like a highlight for Xbox's problems with first party. And it kind of, it kind of hurt it uh, in that aspect. Uh, I believe it took, people took shots at it and whatnot. Yeah. I think uh, crackdown transitions. Um, well, it's the end of the old Xbox era, I'll tell you that. And we're mm-hmm. transitioning into a new era with, with everything that Phil wants to do and this Phil's vision. And I think we're into in for a surprise E three. I hope we are. Mm-hmm. Um I think we're in for a surprise and I think the future's bright with X Cloud and the upcoming, you know, first party titles. I think Gears is gonna be a better entry than, than four. Um, actually, a lot better entry than four, and then the same goes for Halo Infinite. I think you're going to see, um, you know, just stellar first-party quality titles coming out with, especially from the new acquisitions that Xbox made. I think they're committed to developing, um, uh, just you know, quality product moving forward, and I think they're in a good place. And I, you know, that's why I, I haven't been really harping i've been talking about you know who more often but i haven't been down on xbox for a while now besides crackdown because i know they're in a better place now than they were Mm -hmm. uh even last year and um and the prior years uh and that's it Mm -hmm. well it'll be interesting once we start to see phil spencer's games like that's the last of don matrick's games you know so i'm excited to see what phil's visions for his games are in his studios and so on it'll just be i don't know i'm just really excited to where xbox is heading from uh now and e3 hopefully we get to see something from ninja theory playground who know? like hopefully they're working on fable and yeah i'm just excited you know there's a lot of good positive energy right now coming out of the community and going forward yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. And with all that said, guys, it is now the end of this edition of the show. And a giant thank you to all of you that were active in the chat and listening in. And before you leave, don't forget to like the video and subscribe for future TXR fantastic content. And now time for the outros. I think Southbound just kind of quit out at the moment. But Mr. Downer, where can everyone find you? I'm going to state again like I did last week. You can't find me. I'm everywhere, but nowhere. How about that? So you're a ninja. I'm a ninja. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. (laughs) All right. We'll just leave it at that then if you don't want to say. Megatron, where can people reach you, bud? Uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter, Megatron underscore 1975. And hit me up on Xbox Live. Let's play some games. Uh, Megatron 1 is my gamer score. No, you don't I play mean, games. Gamer, buddy. gamer you tag. Fall. Actually, you play games for like 10 minutes and then you fall asleep. So, man, it's been a struggle with work, man. It's true. I've been trying to play. I'm going to play in the night, though. I'll be playing tonight. But, uh, so, fans, if you want to hear Megatron snoring, Jump in this party chat. 
true. It's true. It's true. Well, we got to get a TXR hangout going on on uh, Xbox one of these days. If we got to arrange If up. you guys want to play uh, the Anthem tonight, let's go. Yeah, let's play. I'm down. Let's play tonight. I cannot, unfortunately, because I got to go to bed right after this because <laughs> of work. But, uh, you know, some of us have to be contributing members to society. <laughs> and but, I'm definitely not. That's true. Yeah, you are the downer. Uh, Tim, where can people follow you? Uh, I can follow me basically on Twitter at Beastfire Tim Dog. That's Beast also my fire. yes. That is also my gamer tag. So if you want to send a a follow or a friend uh, invite, um, make sure you do. If you you listen to the show, put a uh, put a comment so I know. So I'll friend you back. Thanks. Awesome. All right, and South is not here, but hey. You can find me, Invader, on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986 and, of course, on YouTube at Invader Gaming. And that is the end of the show, guys. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, appreciate all the nice comments in the chat. We hope to see you on the next show. And we'll see you next week. Hey, I can do Southbound's outro. Hey, it's just yeah. Southbound. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right all right Peace. all right we out of here we out of here yeah. all right thanks thanks jeremy for that later guys it's been great